0: The Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Flipping conventional wisdom on its head. Songhe on, on SAFM. Second time lucky. We are on air and we are ready to go. Mr. Maimane, good evening.
1: Good evening, and good evening to fellow South Africans. It's great to be on your show, Songezo, and I'm really looking forward to spending the next uh, the next few minutes with you.
0: Next few minutes or the next hour and a half? Let's get it right, please.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm hoping it'll, be, it'll, be, it'll, be, it'll feel like a few minutes. Yes, yes it, it'll be that
0: good. It certainly will feel that way. What have you been up yes. to? How's Corona treating you? What's life like outside the corridors of the National Assembly and leading the official opposition party?
1: I must tell you, I I it, it, it has felt like a breath of fresh air. I needed to to take a break, just to reflect on the journey. I felt like, uh, you know, you know, you get to have time, and so I kind of took uh, the break, and I've had a great time. I've I've traveled a lot. I've been writing, which has been great. We've been building one South Africa movement, and ultimately i've had time to reconnect with family Uh, i've had a baby in between all of that and so this is not a lockdown baby. i just (laughs) want to clarify that particular point so before we call it covidia or something (laughs) like that i think it would be fair to call it so we've had a great time we've had a great time
0: many congratulations then to the maimane household for the bundle of joy and we certainly hope it's a bundle of joy for all of eternity but you talk about no. the fact that, I mean, you use soccer analogies. I'm not going to go into the derby that took place this weekend. I mean, I know which team you support, and I don't imagine you have much to say that is positive at this stage. But you do talk about having to take a break at a proverbial half-time. It couldn't have happened entirely on your terms. We saw it play out. Have you licked your wounds now? Are you back on your feet and strong and learned some lessons? If so, what are those lessons?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, leadership is always that journey. I mean, leaders will will make mistakes from time to time as long as it's not the only thing you do, I always say to people. But, I, like, I've learned a lot. I've learned um, that the path towards a non-racial future for South Africans isn't a straightforward path as a start. You know, you're going to go forward and then there'll be moments where you're going to get hit sideways. And I think I've had to learn what the project of reconcile South, South Africa means. It's not... I've had to learn the economic impact of it as I've gone into business my own self to try and see that perhaps maybe there are blockages to other citizens participating in the economy and that the economy only works for a few rather than the majority. I think I've also had to learn that policy writers who have never run a business don't always understand what happens in the real world of business. I've also learned that you as a leader yourself need to give yourself the grace to know that Sometimes getting into the ring and having a fight about something, of and particularly about the right thing, sometimes is the most important thing you can do. Because um, there were moments where I thought there were some fights, there were some issues that were taking place that are sometimes ignored. And, and and now I've had to learn to say, look, um, when you're a boxer, you don't have the right to step out the ring. You've got to keep fighting. So so it's been an incredible time. But I, I, I feel even just the, from a personal point of view, as mm. you get older, you think better about things. You think about the country better. You learn to appreciate complexity more. And I'm really looking forward to the second half. I've had to prep myself for that. And I'm looking forward to this next journey of my life.
0: We'll have the team talk in terms of first half, second half. After this break, Mr. Maimane, thank you so much for joining us. It's Tuesday, of course, hashtag Tuesday takeover. Mr. Musi Maimane is indeed our guest this evening, leader of One South African Movement, probably best known for being the leader of the official opposition in the country the Democratic Alliance position he held for five years until recently. 2019, everybody, let's take our break now. Of course, after the break, for some five to ten minutes, you're more than welcome to give us a call, 011-714-2006 011-714-2006 We do not have too much time Of Mr. Maimane being the guest Remember from about half past he has Guests of his own that he Will be engaging and he has So graciously agreed that from 9 Until half past 9 he and I will do Tag team so if it's not boxing we're talking Wrestling I'm in the <laughs> ring and then he's in the ring After the break Maimane continues Song is on my baby On SAFM. One South African movement, its leader is in the House. His name is Mr. Musi Maimane. Before that, he was the leader of the Democratic Alliance. Before that, he was a young man who swore by his faith, and it was his faith that ultimately led him to politics because he saw the injustices through his face of the political order and system. Since, he has dedicated his life to making South Africa ultimately a better place for all. Now, having been in the National Assembly, having been as close to the levers of power as you were, now that you are, shall I say, in a better position given the fact that you've got the experience of being within the chamber and outside the chamber, the experiences yeah. that you have since picked up or markers that had you probably known then could have and probably would have made you a better leader ultimately because you have more information. Now, to the extent that you make the concession that the economy is still skewed for the minority and we know who the minority are, it's white people and that white people is largely characterized by white male in many respects they are protected through the construct of the political system and in many respects it can be argued that the opposition party, the democratic alliance does much to protect that economic hegemony that is indeed enjoyed by white male South Africans for the most part Would you have been in a position to say that, as you have said it here, and to the extent that you did, what was the response to that South African reality that affects many people who look like you?
1: Yeah, I I mean, I think part of the challenge is the political system is built on, has, has its own ecosystem. It has a way of working, whether it be through donor relations, whether it be through protection of particular interests, etc., and constituency management. And so any leader who's in a role in a political party always has to find a way of saying here's a constituency because I I often had to debate this tension that the hopes of one race were often the fears of another race. So in other words, Mm. if you spoke about that diversity clause was a good case in point within the DA, which I was very deliberate at saying, guys, we need to make sure that our caucus reflects the beauty and the diversity of this country. Naturally, that would have meant hope for many black South Africans, but that would have also meant a fear for many white South Africans. So I think that was always the tension. And so somewhat you need to position the argument about how can we all win? How can we all pursue the type of growth that we need? Because even in economic terms, there's a dynamic upon which even now, the guy who runs a restaurant often also owns the farm that produces the food to the restaurant and the transport company that gets there. Mm. So you often have to say to them, you can appreciate that this is unsustainable for it becomes a closed-loop economy. So how do we all as citizens... Focus on a growth that ensures that more people can participate, even if it means that might threaten uh, some of your own hopes and aspirations. But together, it will be good for the collector of South Africa. So, so I think it's been a it's been a hard lesson. It's been an important lesson. But I I feel more bold, emboldened now about saying there'll never be peace in this country unless we begin to deal with that puzzle. Unless we begin to say. How do we build an inclusive economy? How do we deal with the issue of justice, social justice? The ideal that says that too many citizens were left out of the economy by virtue of the color of their skins, whether it by miseducation, a lack of opportunity. So let's be fair. If you want a South Africa that works for all, you best be willing to address that context. And one of the things I find hard, even sometimes about the opposition, it's taking the lazy route out, sometimes by simply saying you are colorblind or you are ahistorical. Or you are just, frankly, in certain instances, a racist where you simply say our fight is only for one race. Because whether I like it or not, the future of this country is a future upon which black and white need to prosper together. And the suggestion that it must be black versus white or white versus black is a simply never-ending war that would lead the country blind. So I think we need to think about these things about the future of our
0: country until that utopia though is achieved you do have these two contesting groups those who are hopeful and in number in this country are the african majority who drag with them the history of oppression and marginalization socially politically and economically and to the extent that those hopeful have those legitimate claims for the society ultimately the constitution speaks to and desires you've got those who are presently enjoying what the hopeful equally want but to the extent that the hopeful get it means some sacrifice or partitioning with that element of wealth that element of privilege that element of access and so the threat starts do you genuinely believe that those then who Enjoy the supremacy in the order of things, are willing to make those necessary sacrifices in line with those, Professor May his soul rest in peace. Um, some some Peter Blanche was speaking of ultimately as an inherent and necessary sacrifice to be made by white South Africans if the democratic institutions that we are building ultimately achieve the freedoms that are yearned for in the constitution. I
1: think, I think it's both a, a push and a pull scenario. There's a dynamic upon which I've met uh, South Africans, white South Africans who recognize the fact that there's a need for social justice and have been grappling with the question of restitution, grappling with the question of justice and making sure that actually the sacrifices need to be made if we're collectively going to make it. And I think COVID has expressed that because the health of the strongest is at the mercy of of the most vulnerable. That's a basic fact. So I do think there are some... There are some South Africans, white South Africans who are there, and I think actually we need to invite them to that. That's why when I wrote that open letter to dear white South Africans, I genuinely wanted to make that invitation to that group of South Africans to say, actually, it's important for for our organization to be diverse. It's important for, and it does mean that when we hire people, we have a favorability towards black South Africans. It does mean that when we deal with economic procurement or we deal with our companies holding, we do that. But the second bit is the push dynamic, and it's about how do you do the legislative component in a way that achieves that restitution over the long run. And I think this is where, for me, you can't... Yes, sure, corruption has undermined the project, yes, all of that, but I do think we needed to do more with our legislation. We needed to be much more intentional about saying, let's build an economy that works, and ask South Africans, particularly those who who are included in the economy, to begin to say look, if you do not open up the economy to more people and allow for more participation of more citizens, it's to the detriment of both you and your clients. And so the law needs to help people go forward in that regard.
0: Let's take a couple of calls, Mr. Maimane. In fact, we have a couple of voice notes and then a call from one Mr. Banzi Mkonto or Banzi in in Bumalanga. Let's take the call first and then the voice notes. Banzi, good evening. Mr. Maimane is listening.
2: Good evening, sir. And good evening, Mr. Maimana. Ah, good evening, sir. No man, it's a pleasure hearing from you. It's a long time you have been missing you on politics. You know, here in you, you know, from my side as a member of the NC, you brought in uh, the TA. I remember the election you contesting in 2016. You brought in some light to people, sort of a democratic society space you created. Uh, but what I'm interested in, I'm um, glad you are still positive about the future of the country as a young South African. But what I'm interested in is to find out from you. What is your opinion, your view on a stand taken by the former president of the of the country, JZ, because this is the war that you started uh I'll just to hear your comment on that one, know you if you were uh, Zondo Zondo, the law of
0: South Africa. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Banzi. Thank you so much. We much appreciate that. Let's play the couple of voice notes, please. Good evening, Songa, Somapec, and our guest, Musima Maimane. I have a question to Pastor Musima Maimane. Uh, Mr. Maimane, is it safe for us, as South Africans, to take the COVID-19 vaccine, <laughs> as it has already arrived in the country? And are you going to take it that uh, the man is purple. Thank you, Songezo.
3: Hi, Mr. Maimane. I remember in Tabazimbi you said uh, DA is not the white man party. Um, my daughter came and said, "Mama, Mr. Maimane, I said DA is not the white man party." I'm not going to dwell on that. I want to ask you a question. What have you learned um, from working with white people? As I disagree with you when you were saying that DA is not a white man party, I still maintain DA is a white man party, anonymous in
0: Tabazimbe. Mr. Maimane? Yeah, look,
1: I mean, you know, it's it's exactly the great difficulties. You know, when I was at the DI, I wanted to make sure that, and I don't call it utopia, because when I was at the DI and I was working a project, I wanted to make sure the organization was non-racial. It worked towards that. And frankly, when I uh, finished my term of office, I'm comfortable enough to look back and say, I could see a diverse caucus I could see a party that was working in more communities like the Kuala so like many citizens. So so I wanted to make sure that we achieved that. Um, and there were others who opposed that, as is natural. Because if you want to achieve, for for the points we've been discussing, opposition is going to come your way. And that's okay. Uh, it's globally like that. But I'm glad I put in the fight, and I'm, I'd always continue to fight for that because I think that, it is important that South Africans know that it is possible to build a non racial South Africa, and the second point, which is I think one of the questions someone asked me, is that what was it like to work with white South Africans, or what you learn to lead and if you want to lead this country, if you genuinely want to lead this country, you best be able to lead all citizens of this country. I would uh, one day hope to serve this this country and serve all citizens regardless of the color of their skin so I also don't want to make a blanket statement and say all white people are like this or all black people are like that because we must be clear that whilst we might have shared experiences, there's a diversity within each race. And so there were white South Africans who wanted to be a part of a changing South Africa. There are white South Africans who perhaps don't. They want to build a ro- an orani or whatever the case might be. So, so when it's said and done, you as a leader need to be able to identify that middle constituency that actually wants to work together and build a shared future together. So so that was my project. It still is my project. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I'll continue to pursue with my entire life, because not only would it be hypocritical mm-hmm. as a South African who's married in a mixed marriage, but it would be important that it, we pursue that dream, you know.
0: I could ask more questions. There are many questions in relation to, for instance, the inherent complexities that you have to deal with trying yeah. to fix South Africa. Some of the challenges that you might be addressing in the public have to be addressed in a very different tone, of course, at home, because one has to navigate certain things. So a lot of those points have come through. Unfortunately, I don't have time. It is your show. This was just essentially to introduce you to the listeners. You've got the cue. You know exactly what to do. So. Without much ado, let's take a break, after which it is all your show.